Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary has called on Minister for Transport and Green Party leader Eamon Ryan to take action over drone disruption at Dublin Airport or to resign. Flights at the airport were delayed and diverted for a sixth time in as many weeks last night because of drone activity in the area. The DAA, which runs the airport, says proven anti-drone technology is available, but legislation is required before it can be deployed. Speaking to Maureen Ireland earlier, Michael O'Leary accused Minister Ryan of sitting on his hands as passengers are repeatedly disrupted. The solution to this is reasonably easy. We don't want 15-year jail sentences. We want the Dublin airport to have the power to disable drones. Most European airports, Gatwick, Heathrow, Stansted, uh, Schiphol, all have anti-drone technology. It's not expensive. It costs about €100,000 and it's operated by their airport police. Well, Minister Eamon Ryan is here with us in studio. Very good afternoon to you. Welcome to the News on One, Minister. Thank you, Brian. So when is this going to be sorted out? We'll go to government on Tuesday and we've been engaging directly with the Garda Shikana, with the airport, with our defence forces and others to make sure that we have similar capability. We do need it. We need to be able to do a whole variety of things, detect drones, but also bring them down in a safe way. And government will act on that, will deliver those sort of systems, working with our law enforcement agencies and getting the right ones. It's not as simple as Michael O'Leary says. It's not just a €100,000 decision. And there's nothing stopping. He was saying this morning, oh, if only you'd let Dublin Airport buy that equipment, they'd be fine. There's nothing stopping Dublin Airport buying that equipment. But we need to get sure, make sure we get the right equipment, get the best defensive capability and make sure we do it in a way that protects passion, passengers, protects uh, people living close to the airport and and that we have the ability to prosecute people who are then caught uh, and punish them accordingly. So six weeks into this, you're going to bring a memo to Cabinet next week? Yes, on Tuesday. And And sometimes in terms of getting it right and getting all the arms of the state, the law enforcement arms as well as the airports, and assessing and looking at what are the other technologies, uh, making sure you do get the right It's well-established technology. Michael O'Leary is correct in that. It is evolving and changing. It's evolving because the threat from drones has exponentially Mm. increased in recent time, including in the war in Ukraine. You want to make sure that you do get the best technology, that it isn't just the cheapest mm. off-the-shelf version, but it's the one that gives you the best cover. You don't have 100% cover. None of the airports or no one would promise that you so, can completely reduce the risk, but you want to okay. make sure you get it right. So you bring, your mem- you bring your member to Cabinet next Tuesday, then when does the legislation start to go through the doll and when can this equipment actually be deployed? Well, firstly, and there is equipment available and we have to work with, there are a number of different equipment providers which we are assessing and we'll uh, make sure that we do, as I said, get the right equipment. It will take a number of weeks. It won't be instantaneous. But it is, at the same time, we're working the airport, and I met with our aviation authorities today, to look to see what other measures we can do to make sure that the airport works uh, better, even under the, the threat, and it is a threat, of people operating when, drones. When, in the when drones are detected, detected, the flights have to be grounded. That's a clear well, safety requirement, isn't yes, it? Yes, but there are other ways in, that we can also look at that. We have two runways in Dublin Airport, looking at ways in which can we manage traffic in a way that protects all passengers, but also leads less Less, less, less disruption. The people doing yeah. this are, are, are firstly, it is a criminal act. Yeah. But they're looking, I think, 
to get the sort of headlines, to get the attention, to get the airport closed, the best defence for us is to make sure that that doesn't happen, both yeah. by detecting them, by bringing down mm. drones where it's safe to do so, and by also managing in the airport in a way that reduces G- the impact. Gatwick had this experience back in 2018 and uh, tackled it and tackled it with the technology that, as, as we've been saying, is available. That's five years ago. Why isn't this technology long established at Dublin Airport? Uh, I would agree. We should have been quicker and earlier in Dublin Airport. There so was. What have, what have you was, been doing as Minister for there, Transport? To, well, to first I was that. trying to keep Dublin Airport open and make sure that last year we had the correct security people in place so we get three people through the airport and also managing right through the COVID crisis both our airport and our airlines so that we survived through that period when for most of that time our airports were actually functionally closed. But Minister, have you taken any action that would prevent a drone being flown and disrupting flights tonight or tomorrow or this week? or next week? All the authorities of the state in the airport, in the aviation authorities and in the Guard mm. Corner are being deployed to reduce, to tackle that risk and to, and to re- reduce it. We do need to invest in additional technology that will bring those drone, drones down. You do have to be careful on that because you have to make sure in doing that you don't actually impact uh, aviation, mm-hmm. that you do it in a safe way. Well, presumably in Gatwick and other airports, it doesn't an impact on aviation. That's yes, and we are talking not about, a problem. We are obviously talking to those airports to look to get the best practice and the best experience and make sure we deploy it here in a fast, timely and when manner. And when did you start talking to them? The first issue that in terms of my engagement with this started six weeks ago when, when we had the first instant of a drone I- I- incurring where we had to divert flights. Yeah, and you've had repeated meetings with the DAA and the Aviation Authority and we've been told that Minister Ryan and Minister of State Chambers are actively engaged with the DAA and other relevant agencies, but still the disruption continues and no guarantee and, that and, it won't continue and over that's the, why we're over going for to, weeks to come. That's why we're going to government on Tuesday, having had those meetings with the airport mm. and the Aviation Authorities and Garda Shikana to make sure we do act and we do respond. So and, when and we will the legislation the be in place and when will the equipment, more importantly, be installed? The first thing we need to do is to purchase the equipment and at the same time... And when will you do that? In, this is what we're going to do on Tuesday, is going to government with the decision in terms of what type of equipment, who will deploy it, what is the legal mechanisms that... Uh, and that yeah. does take So have you decided time. on the equipment at this stage or is that still that to be? Will, that will be decided by government on, on Tuesday. There'll be a proposal? Yes. So it'll be a particular set of kit? No. And then there are a number of suppliers we're looking at. We do have to make sure and do firstly make the decision that we are going to do that. You don't rule out, we're not going to choose to with a particular contract to be signed, but to set up That'll the process. That'll come later. Yes, but... How much but later? As fast as we can do it, Brian. But how much later? As quickly as it can be done mm-hmm. safely. And that's what you get the combination here. We have to protect passenger safety while also making sure we have the capability of taking these things down. Minister, on another matter, there was an incorporal uh, cabinet meeting this morning to approve further funding for refugee accommodation over the coming months. What, what numbers are expected to, to arrive here, whether from Ukraine or seeking international protection? What, what is the expectation in terms of numbers that uh, might be needed to be accommodated uh, for the, uh, the balance of 2023? It's very hard to call those numbers. The numbers from Ukraine will depend on the course of the war. We've taken in, well, over 75,000 people from Ukraine, but almost 59,000 of those are being housed by the state. That's a remarkable achievement. About 8,000 of those in people's homes where they've been pledged accommodation, but 49,000 in, in serviced accommodation. We have about 20,000 people in the international protection uh, and we will manage. We are, we are under legal international obligation, mm. but also so 
I think the Irish people rightly saying we want to make sure that we do provide refuge where it's appropriate to, to uh, do so. What was agreed this morning in this memo is to fast track the refurbishing of, of particular uh, government sites or sites where we have access to and we can manage to learn from that in rapid build of, of emergency accommodation in the order of hundreds but if given showing proving that it works then to deploy up to thousands of mm-hmm. such accommodation because we know unless there's some very uh, what would be welcome but unlikely turn of events the war coming to an end and all the other international pressures causing that that uh, refugee uh, flow we know we're going to have to manage this is and we will do this in the same way we've have done effectively over the last year and in terms of this question of the need the demand is it clear at this stage how many hotels currently accommodating uh, refugees ukrainians or or international protection applicants how many of those are not renewing their contracts and how many rooms might be lost uh, it is a significant number in, in, with regard to refugees, um, in between one and two thousand, uh, one half to to uh, to uh, two thousand, uh, and that is something that we have to plan and prepare for, and why we need to provide alternative sites. This is not easy; it's a huge mm-hmm. challenge. But that's we know we have that challenge facing us in the coming months. Just one final question, Minister, before we go. Um, your government colleague Niall Collins made a statement to the Doyle last evening in relation to a planning permission, um, some two decades. Decades ago. Now, it's claimed that he gave incorrect information on that application. He didn't answer specific questions and questions in relation to that and other matters around this. Should he, should he go back into the doll and, and answer uh, questions that are raised? Yeah, that that'll be a matter for him to 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 decide. But I think his statement did provide significant information. Uh, I think it is very unfortunate series of events. But in my mind, it's not a resigning matter. That's the question of whether deputies have further questions. They'll have to bring that to the to the doll. But I believe the answers he gave yesterday, certainly in my mind, did provide certain clarity and showed that he had in, in his original application been upfront, uh, used his own name and made the application, it would seem, on first reading within the law. Right. But but if, if deputies have further questions, you he, he should he should address those, yeah. should he? I think that's for a matter for, for Mr. Collins to, to have to decide. And, uh, and uh, but uh, I think it was useful that he gave the uh, statement yesterday. And I think it did provide further clarity. Minister Eamon Ryan, thanks for talking to us on the programme. 